You're listening to the Fantasy Football Show. Fantasy football players for 2019 fantasy football going over the ADPs, going over who I think is going to be getting drafted too high, who's getting drafted too low. This is the ADP data right here, the average draft position for these players in the top 40-ish right here on screen. I I don't have quite 40. I have another graphic I'll throw up when we get there, if we get there, if we even have time. But at the moment, Michael always first. If you're not first, you're last, says Ricky Bobby. So great job. Um, Thanks for the thumbs up on the way in too. You're always there, Michael. Have my back. So, Michael, toss out, who do you like ADP-wise as of right now? Who don't you like? Right here, I have the ADP, the average draft position for most of these players right now in fantasy football. Uh, Barkley, he's averaging at 1.02 because everybody's kind of all over the place. That's why you don't see a 1.01. But Barkley, McCaffrey, Zeke Elliott, and Kamara are locked and loaded in the top four unless you're the counselor in our our, uh, uh, throne league. But this, these four are just absolutely locked in. If you have a top one to four pick and you're drafting in a normal league, you will be getting one of these players. Now, where you draft them, uh, thank you. Leave a like, says Poke. What's up, Antonio? What's up, Cole? Who do you guys like? This is the ADP right now, ADP data. Average draft position data for, I'm going to go over, hopefully we get enough time, the top 40 players in fantasy football heading into 2019. I'll tell you right off the bat, that the guy I like most just off of these big names in the top half of the first round, Kamara. Kamara's my 1.01. So even though he's a big name, he's a value grab in a sense because you can get him at the 1.04. If you can land the best player in fantasy football, and in my opinion, it is Alvin Kamara at the 1.04, and you have that kind of draft slot versus the 1.01, you're just that much closer in your second round pick to get another stud. So for me, whenever I have the 1.04, I'm hoping that it's Alvin Kamara that lands to me. It's always, I think, the best selection. Um, And then uh, go ahead and uh, drop a comment in here if you guys have any players you want to toss out. So, yeah, definitely not taking Gurley 2.04. That's where Gurley's falling on this graphic here, um, right here on the left side of your screen now. Todd Gurley 2.04 is the biggest red flag of this entire list. I have already beat a dead horse over and over and over, revived that horse and beat it again, so I don't need to go over Todd Gurley stuff in this video other than to say that I don't care what he says in a video. Oh, it's a small thing. It's not a small thing. His knee is deteriorating before his eyes. It's not a small thing. Uh, The Todd Gurley we have come to know, love, and start as a top five running back is gone. Daryl Henderson will outscore Todd Gurley in 2019. Take that to the bank. Um, I like Gordon at five. DJ is too risky, says Antonio. Let me drag your comments over on screen because you guys rock, and I need to give you recognition and have your comments read. I like Gordon at number five. DJ is too risky, says Antonio. Uh, I would draft Mixon before DJ. I would not, Antonio. I think Mixon, to me, uh, where is Mixon's ADP? Um, Mixon's at 11 or it, depending on how you want to look at the average draft positions coming in at 1.11. That's too high for me. Joe Mixon's not going to be a first-rounder on any of my teams. I start to like him a little better when he falls, and people call it crazy when he falls into the to the second round. 
but that's where I'd consider taking him. I don't trust that offense to throw the ball very effectively out the gate in 2019 under very inexperienced, under the, the leadership of two very inexperienced coaches. They've been QB coaches. They're converted to OC and head coach. And yeah, one was under McVay. They've got some skills maybe. Maybe they're hidden gem coaches. Maybe they rise up and become studs there uh, and turn that franchise around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply around very quickly who knows i just know that i'm not touching Mixon as my first drafted player why not so much because i hate Mixon himself i think he could do okay even if he's hitting eight man fronts he still can be productive in a sense but the players going below him are just so much safer and have more upside so it's more about liking all the players that are around that spot not so much hating on Mixon. i just can't take him that high i can't hate I'm taking Kamara either, says Michael. What's up, Baller? Baller's got a question here. You taking Henderson at 4.09 uh, in this draft coming up? No, that would be pretty high for a team that doesn't have any wide receivers in this setting without the potential of doing what I did last time and stacking up higher. Like in one league, I traded my second and fourth rounder for uh, Zeke Elliott already drafted Kamara. I'm sorry, uh, Barkley, and and then I took uh, Henderson earlier. Is what uh, Ballers I think hinting at in our throne league. I'm not taking Henderson that high, but I think Henderson is a good like first guy off on your bench or like your flex like secret flex play if you want to like say I'm going to grab my flex later and I'm going to grab Henderson now because of the you're banking on him delivering, but too early to draft Henderson that high in a redraft. Um, thanks for the like, guys. Like on the way in if you can. What's up, William? Toss your comment on screen here. Cole, what up? Thank you, Poke. Appreciate you guys. You guys make the channel. What's up, Isaac? Dropping your comment there. Okay, here's a question. Thoughts on Alan Robinson? Um, honestly... I think at the right price, I would definitely take a chance on him, but I'm not drafting him as one of my stud potential players. Uh, so if I can get him as a wide receiver three, which I don't know that you can get him that high, uh, I would consider. Um, got a down vote. I'm not sure what I said to you, whoever you are, but speak up and let me know so we can have a conversation about it. <laughs> Unless that's Joseph hitting the wrong button. Uh, Mari Cooper at the 12th wide receiver looks like good value. Um, I do think Cooper has the potential to be a a good, legit wide receiver one all year. He's failed us in the past, so I think all of us are a little bit gun-shy of making him um, our number one wide receiver. I think a lot of us are tempted to. If he would have fallen in the throne league, we, we have our fourth player being drafted here in about three or four picks. I would have loved to have Cooper given that we waited to draft our number one wide receiver. Um, what's going on, Devin? So it kind of depends on where you're banking on him to be your number one wide receiver. But at 12, 12th, wide, route, eh, 12th wide receiver value, yeah, um, he's not too bad. 
I think he's better as your second wide receiver, like your top of the line wide receiver too. Uh, but that's just me. What's going on, Devin? William and Gary. And let's get these questions on screen so I don't forget them. Okay, let's answer that first question. Agents of Fantasy here. Thank you, William, for joining us. My personal opinion is that Camara will finish as the number one fantasy running back in both rushing and receiving yards by seasons, and I agree. That's why he's my number one locked and loaded. Haven't wavered. He's my guy. Gary, is it crazy to think that the sixth spot, uh, in the sixth spot to go wide receiver in the first two rounds? No. Um, Gary, check out some of my other content. I go wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver all the time. Three wide receivers, not two. I also go wide receiver, wide receiver, Pat Mahomes. I also go running back, running back, Pat Mahomes. I also go running back, running back, running back, Aaron Rodgers. I also go running back, running back, running back, wide receiver, Baker Mayfield. I'll do anything. I take the best player available every single time. And if that's Pat Mahomes in the third round, I'll take Pat Mahomes. If that's uh, George Kittle in the third round, I'll take George Kittle. If it's Damian Williams, I have a smile on my face and I take Damian Williams in the third round. So always best player available, Gary. Don't worry about how people are going to judge you if your wide receivers are thin. In the Throne League, uh, we drafted as a community. Get on over to Instagram.com slash The Fantasy Football Show. Or if you're on in the Instagram app, search for The Fantasy Football Show, just like the handle here on YouTube. Search for me and join in. You guys vote every pick. You guys draft my expert team. And then we all go to battle each week against 11 other fantasy football Instagram experts every week with the team you select for me. In that league, Gary, I drafted, we drafted Kamara, and then we took Dalvin Cook, and then instead of taking a wide receiver, because Kittle and Damian Williams were gone, the go-to guys that I think are the guys you take in the third round time, time and time again, because the values are amazing, we took Pat Mahomes. Now we're going to be up at the fourth pick, and I'm telling people I'm not it's the people's choice, the people's pick, but I'm not locked in on, on wide receiver. If the best player available is, let's say, Devonta Freeman, I'll take him. Um, but I think we're going to have a good wide receiver available. Uh, we got guys like Cooks, uh, Woods. We have Tyreek Hill potentially still there. We're going to have a good wide receiver there. So, Michael's question, how early would you all get your QBs in a 16-round 2QB flex league Dynasty, five points, four TDs completed with passing yard bonuses. Well, in that case, with all that upage and per and points on your stat line there for QBs, you're talking about loading up that first round with QBs in a lot of the second round. I mean, that's a huge scoring. Five points instead of four for your TD passes. You're looking at Mahomes being the number one. You're looking at Aaron Rodgers, even if it's Dynasty being potentially first round. Uh, Lux in the top five. Um Watson's in the top 10. I mean, you could go cheaper and get like a Brady and a Roethlisberger because it's Dynasty. They mo they might both fall a little bit further than they should and say, I'm going to rent QBs for a couple years. Take those guys. Uh, Mayfield could, could slip a little bit and you could go, you know, with a Camaro or running back in the first round and then take a Baker Mayfield in the second and try and get a Rothy or somebody later or a Brady. I'd love to see you get Camara, Ben Roethlisberger, and Tom Brady. Get that in a two QB super flex, and you're sitting really good. And you have uh, QBs you probably shouldn't have with an Alvin Kamara on your team in a two QB league. So that's my advice there, Michael. Walk out with a team like that. Brady, 
Roethlisberger or, I'm sorry, Mayfield. Try this. This would be the ideal thing. A-Rod or Mayfield with Kamara or a player at that level in the first round, get a Baker and a Rothy or an Aaron Rodgers and a Rothy and you're going you're gonna to be above the rest, in my opinion. Question here, Cole, how many years do you think Julio has left? Um, I think this is the year that we see the baton maybe get handed over to Calvin Ridley. At least at the end of the year, we start talking about Ridley being as good as like Julio in terms of 2020 value. Could they both still be very good together for a year? For sure. But I think the baton will get handed at least at the end of the year, or at least in the offseason where we start prepping for, hey, this is the year that Calvin Ridley explodes. Calvin Ridley, much like Juju Smith-Schuster, Juju was good, but it wasn't until Antonio Brown was really set on leaving and the team was going to trade him that we started talking about Juju as a top 15 overall pick. He was like a late second, um, borderline third, but late second. Ridley would be in the same situation. If Julio went down with a foot injury, which is always probable with him or probable uh, potential with him, uh, eventually will be something that I think does take him out. Uh missing games he's capable of that and then we'll see flashes of this Ridley that we're going to love in 2020 so I think that uh, this is the final year for me that where I'm banking on him being a top 12 top 13 overall player I think Ridley is going to be a steal in Dynasty um, just making a quick stop in bro gotta split Gurley and Henderson talk to you later thanks William Harry or DJ if we're talking dynasty, not even close, Harry. I don't care about, ooh, we had a slow start in the camp, whatever. Um, redraft, maybe maybe more, but I still think Harry's going to have a great rookie year. Uh, I get a lot of Devontae Parker questions. I don't know why, because he's not on my radar really at all. In dynasty league, in a dynasty league, I just traded Fournette, A.J. Brown, Devontae Parker, and Edo Smith. Uh, and a few picks to get Melvin Gordon. I think you hit a home run, slam dunk run, uh, and, and cash that check before they veto that crap. Nice work. That's how you trade right there. Where do you rank on the rookie wide receivers besides Harry? Do you like Henderson more than all of them? Um, I think that uh, Debo Samuel is going to be pretty darn good. I think he could be a potential top 12 overall wide receiver in fantasy eventually. Um, I think Meikle Hardman could also be that good. If Tyreek Hill gets suspended for the year, Hardman's going to be a low-end wide receiver two at times in fantasy as a rookie. He'll be a super high-end wide receiver three that you can literally like destroy people with because you, if you go light at wide receiver three and you get Hardman and Hill is, is suspended. Now, I, I think Hill is probably only going to get a four to eight game suspension at this point. So... And my biggest handcuff for a little while until it got totally um, ruined the approach because the Hill news broke that he may not get suspended or he may only get half a season. Everyone's still speculating at this point. No one really knows. We just know the investigation was closed and that triggered a lot of people to think that he's not looking at a long-term suspension, but he still could be. But Hill and Hardman together as a handcuff are freaking elite. Is an elite strategy to get yourself a wide receiver one and even win Hill is out, let's say, eight games. Hardman will play amazing football, mature very fast, and you might have two players that you can constantly play, Hardman 
at least it's a rotational flex, maybe still a flex, and then Hill will be your wide receiver one when he returns. Um, but I like those. So to answer your question, if I'm doing a rookie draft, I draft Henderson um, probably right after uh, I draft Nikhil Harry. Montgomery on average, I draft ahead of, of everybody else. And then I start looking at Henderson, uh, Hardman. Uh, I do entertain Jacobs, but I take Henderson over Jacobs every time. I take Henderson as my second drafted running back um, after David Montgomery. And in cases where I'm not allowed to trade, I might put my balls on the line and draft Henderson ahead of Montgomery because I that's how much I believe in Daryl Henderson. I don't care if I have to reach to get my guy. Now, on average, you don't have to take Henderson in the top three or four. Start looking to reach for him in the four, five, six range. But if you really want to make sure you get him, reaching at the four pick overall in a rookie-only draft is not crazy at all. Smitty, where do you draft Charger running back Melvin Gordon? I take him probably in the five, six, or seven range. Um, if I had the five pick in a bunch of drafts and all four of the top big four running backs go every single time, and they usually do unless you're in the throne league with the counselor who took Dave, David Johnson number one, which was a shock to me in our throne league. But on average, nine times or 99 times out of 100, if you have the five pick, you're not getting one of the big four running backs. So if I have the five pick in uh, three separate drafts, I take Gordon in one, I take you know Adams or Hopkins, one of the wide receivers in another, and I probably take DJ in the other. That's how close that five to seven to eight range is for me. Um, we aren't even getting to the ADP stuff because you guys are throwing some good questions out. I have Michael Thomas in Dynasty. Would you try Would you try trading him for Devontae Adams? I'm nervous about how Thomas will be when Breeze retires. Um, but is Breeze any quicker to retire than Rodgers? I don't, I don't really know that that's even a con- should be a concern for you. Um, plus, decent backup there in New Orleans. So, I don't know. I mean... Will he get fed the same way? Probably not, but neither will Adams once Rodgers leaves. So I don't know that it's that. that I think you should be looking for like a Hopkins if you want to get out of that that threat of, of losing the QB eventually. Smitty, thoughts please. Mahomes, Saquon, DJ, Cook. I may ditch a uh, ditch wide receiver this year until late. Running backs win leagues. That's true, but again, Sand, what wins leagues is picking the best player available at every pick. So if a wide receiver is the best pick, next next selection, take them. But nice team, looks a lot like the Throne League. Um, but take the best player. Don't set yourself up on anything. As long as you can play it, don't draft a running back. If you can no longer start running back, so if you're at your, your max for starting running backs, then don't go taking a running back here if there's a good, legitimate, close call wide receiver comparable to the running backs on the board. Then I would take your wide receiver. And when all things are kind of equal, use team need for sure. DJ or Bell, uh, for now, DJ. Where should Dwayne Haskins go in a two QB dynasty draft? Uh, that's a, I don't know, man. Off the top of my head, I mean, God, that's that's a tough one. Probably like uh, tail end of right after everyone has a start or their two starters or like maybe he's somebody's crafty QB two, but I couldn't imagine, you know, feeling like I struck gold as him as my number two QB. So I would say one of the first QBs off the bench for everybody once the 24 QBs are solidified. What do you think of Gurley at 2.04? Who's Todd Gurley? Uh, Christopher, I don't even know who that is. Uh, Devin, 
Why is Aaron Jones not ahead of Mac? Why is Aaron Jones not ahead of Mac and Jacobs? Um, you know, at this point, he probably should be. So I will look into that. You're probably referring to the sleeperu.com rankings. Let me jump on that tonight and see where he should be. That's one where it's like, you know, things have been climbing. And give me a bump on that, man. Give me a nudge. Uh, I don't mind. And I think that that's probably warranted. I think Aaron Jones deserves to be about two, three, four picks ahead of Mac and Jacob. So good call. Like where your mind's at. Give me a bump or a nudge on that whenever you feel like I might. Because my, my rankings are year-round at sleeperu.com. Uh, year-round. So things slowly unveil in the news, and a guy like that can definitely not slip through the cracks, but the adjustments need to be made. And I comb through them all the time, but I'm also creating tons of videos. So occasionally a guy like that can kind of, I'm like, hey, yeah, he's, he's going up. I need to, rank, need to pull him up higher on the rankings, but then, you know, they can slip through. So don't be afraid to nudge me on that. Baker, top three QB? Yes, sir. He's my number three QB. Yes, I have him above luck. Call me what you want. Been called many names for that. Have Kamara. You have Kamara, Steven, Damian, Drake, and Michelle. But Cooks is my only strong wide receiver. I have the 1.2, 1.3, and 1.4. My rookie draft, who should I aim to get? Best player available, Steven. But I will say try and target... Um, you know, Nikhil Harry, if he falls to you at 1.02, would be a fine selection. But then you're looking at like Montgomery because you can still trade in. I, I think you, if you start three running backs, and I assume you probably do, or you have a flex, most teams do now. I don't really find people that only can play two running backs anymore, like a cobweb league. Uh, then I would say grab Montgomery, your 1.02, if, if Harry goes 1.01. Um, but grab Montgomery, Daryl Henderson, and then probably one of D, uh, me, Cole Hardman, or, or Debo. I don't know that I force the wide receivers there because I think the running backs are very valuable, but I would say choose one of those wide receivers. If you get Harry at 1.02, let's say Jacobs goes 1.1, which is very common, then get Harry, Montgomery, and Henderson. That would be my choice, and I wouldn't think much about it. Uh, Damian Williams will be top 10 this year. Uh, I think that's not that bold, actually, Michael. Um, that's pretty locked and loaded if he stays healthy. So, um, if that's your, your chance at a bold prediction, Michael, that's already locked into place, my friend. Fantasy, what's going on? Trade for 220. Oh, sorry, you were asking, maybe respond to somebody else. What's up, Warren? Drop your comment on the screen there, buddy. Smitty, do you see Damian Williams uh, running back to be top 10? Yes. So you're probably responding to that question. Yes, I do. I think he's locked and loaded, if healthy. Um, at least handcuff him to Darwin Thompson is a smart move. But I think, yeah, he's going to be amazing. Uh, you guys have a lot of good questions. I can't even get to, to, the, <laughs> to the topic here. If I missed some of your questions, guys, I'm sorry, but there was a lot that came through. Why is Aaron Jones? I got that one. Um, I have Tyler Boyd. I'm considering trading him for Ridley in a dynasty. I would take that in a heartbeat. I go get Ridley. I like both, but I go get Ridley in a heartbeat. Okay, let's get back to the ADP. If, you, if I missed your question, post it again down below. Um, baller, where's crap, man? I don't know. Or balls of life, where's crap, man? I don't know. Thoughts on Baker this season? Uh, Lee, you just missed it. Baker Mayfield, top three QB. I have him ahead of Luck, which 
I get called bad names all the time on. But guess what? I'm not changing the way I am. Uh, new comments. I got to get to. Click thumbs up, everyone. Damn, Warren. Couldn't say it better myself. Speaking of bold predictions, where's today's dropping? Yeah, uh, Slim, I'm getting on that. Don't worry. Bold prediction coming. If you aren't on sleeperu.com, I, I drop bold predictions. They're the famous thing on the site. Nobody's dropped bold predictions longer than I have for over 15 years. The way that I do it, uh, I started dropping them on uh, CBS Sports Radio, which we went over to NBC Sports Radio, but I've been doing that show 15 straight years with Russ, uh, who has been doing it 23, and I joined him and have been doing it 15 with him. But longest fantasy football radio show in the world, on the planet, in the universe. Uh, and that's where I started dropping the bull prediction. So, bull prediction coming tonight. Don't you worry, my friend. Kyler Murray bust this year? Um, no, he's not. Kyler Murray is going to be, I think, pretty good. I think he could sneak into the top 8 to 10 fantasy-wise. How is this for a bull prediction? Allen Robinson is has a huge year. Chicago offensive offense takes a big leap forward. Trubisky and Robinson uh, gaining chemistry. That's pretty bold, so that's cool. I'm not super sold. Warren is dropping some wisdom here. Click thumbs up, everyone. Thank you, Warren. Please hit thumbs up on your way in. We got 43 people in the room. We have 40 to 50 people constantly in the room. We got 20 thumbs up. Come on. Get with it. Okay, ADP, topic at hand. We've been going on a tangent. Great questions. This is an awesome uh, Q&A. But let's go ahead and uh, let's kind of nail down some of this ADP stuff. So looking at the uh, left side of the screen here, Kamara, awesome value. Even though he's in a top four situation, he's still got good value. Um, uh, Let's see here. I would say that the rest of this, like Connor... At 2.02, I don't like at all. I've been calling him the biggest bust candidate after Todd Gurley for 2019. Um, I don't know if you guys remember when I started talking about that. Got ripped apart left and right, especially on Reddit, uh, how much of an idiot I was for for not thinking that the Steelers always stick to a one running back attack, Smitty. You moron. You complete imbecile. They're, they just came out saying that they're, and this is what I've been predicting, once something pops at all in the news that says that that they're going to maybe deploy two running backs, the running backs coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers is Eddie Faulkner, the college coach for Jalen Samuels at NC State in college. He used him a ton, made him a good wide receiver, so much so that he was eligible at tight end as a rookie in Yahoo Leagues last year during his rookie year. Samuels is going to be used by Eddie Faulkner a ton. If Even if it's just in the passing game, that's going to take away from Connor. Connor's not going to earn his 2.02 value. Connor was a 1.08 to, to 1.12 guy not too long ago when I was completely calling him a, the, must, the biggest avoid past Todd Gurley. Even at 2.02, uh, which is where Connor is, avoid him. Avoid him. Uh... Knowledge, they're talking about splitting the, the workload, and, and Samuels is a better wide receiver than Connor. Connor did good. Connor was productive, but Samuels is a wide receiving specialist, and Faulkner and him have a rapport. Faulkner is going to use him all over the field, even if they've rolled together. But Connor broke down, even before he got hurt. Connor broke down last year, and people were emailing me through my Ask Smitty feature that I have on sleeperu.com, where you can email me advice throughout the year. 
And I got email left and right when Connor started slowing down and he hit that wall. Then he got hurt. People were talking about dumping him left and right. People forget. And now everybody walks into the season talking about the offseason, talking about him. He's the locked and loaded running back one there. There's been nothing that has suggested he's going to be for sure the guy. And in fact, the most recent news suggested that they're going to probably split carries more. So, yeah, I, I say avoid that at all costs. Smitty, keeper league. Is there a QB rookie? Uh, I'm not super high lock. You know, there's some guys, but this rookie QB class is not doing it for me yet. They can prove me wrong. Um, Mayfield had to grow on me a little bit. I will admit I wasn't super sold yet on Mayfield, and I've come around a situation's amazing. Situation does determine a lot. Um, okay. Let's go. So I like Odell at 2.03. Why? Because, yeah, there's some risk there. But Odell Beckham Jr. has upside of any of the wide receivers above him. And if you see in green, we've got uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Adams, Juju, Odell. Odell's shockingly going in the 4-5 to range for wide receivers. I thought he'd actually go go below Evans and and a a few others this offseason. But he's going high. But that still leaves a lot of room for explosion from his ADP value. Um, so I think that's still a good pick. If he's your second drafted player, that's when I feel comfortable taking Odell Beckham Jr. As your second drafted player, a former top five overall pick in a lot of fantasy PPR drafts in the past. Yes, he hasn't stayed healthy, but he's never been happier. He's going to stay on the field. He's working hard. The situation is amazing for him in 2019. Baker Mayfield is going to light it up. He's going to throw a ton more in 2019. Don't judge Cleveland off of the output that they produced in 2018. They're ramping things up, so don't for a second think that we're looking, oh, there's too many mouths to feed. They're going to be ramping up production. Uh, Connor, here's another question from James. Not avoiding Connor because of the rapport by a beat writer in June. Eddie Faulkner does not call the plays. Connor will have top six workload. Um, James, I hear you. You better handcuff him at all costs is all I'm going to tell you because that situation is going to produce. So if you are going to ride the Connor train at the tune of a 2.02 value. Now, if you're talking about like bottom of the second where he's fallen a lot and a lot of drafts I've done, James, I'm on board with a late second round pick and he does fall there. That's not unrealistic to think in some drafts he'll fall there. He has. He's done it two straight expert drafts that I've done. Expert drafts. He's fallen into the late second round. I'm, on, I'm more on board with that because you can cuff him and you're not missing out on that big-name player in the first round. But if you're taking Connor as your first-drafted player, you're missing out on that big-name player. And, yes, you can still cuff him, but you, you lose that appeal of and, and the risk goes up a ton. So if you're going to go down that path, James, make sure you handcuff him. And if you can't handcuff him to both Samuels and Snell, meaning your rosters are small, you can't house a bunch of running backs, then you shouldn't be taking Connor. If you can draft Connor and both backs, then go down that road. You might be okay, but make sure that league allows for that. Uh, Highly doubt Samuels will be traded. His college coach was, yeah, he's not going anywhere. Connor will be hurt by week seven, says Michael. Michael, I think Connor won't hold up. He didn't hold up last year. What makes anybody think he's going to hold up this year? He's not a proven workhorse running back. He's in a great situation. And I think that Snell, even as much as I love Samuels, my bold prediction, one of my bold predictions this year is that Snell and Samuels will help win leagues as a duo 
for pe- people that scoop the duo up and don't take uh, Connor in 2019. That was the same prediction I made of Connor and Samuels last year. Same recipe, same formula, just with the two backups involved this year. So do what you want with that information. James, differing opinions rock. I like having you here. I don't you know, care that we disagree on it, but I'm just giving you my advice that if he's your second drafted player, we're good. Cuff him, but we're good. If he's your first drafted player, you've been warned. You've been warned, sir. You've been warned, sir. I'm so tired. Can't even speak today. Uh, Henry, Henry, foo. Love the videos. Can you put down some timestamps in future videos? I try to, Henry. There's so many topics though. Uh, when I do something. Uh, that is very like I hit one topic, then hit another topic, and I hit like five, six, seven, eight, ten topics. I can, but this we're talking about so many players to go over and timestamp that. I'm gonna try to, but usually I can't do it. Yeah, knowledge. I think uh, Snell is gonna be very, 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 very. I can't nick because uh, I'll wake up uh, the misses, but I'll do an air bell ring for you, James. I I can get on board with your Connor at the bottom of the second. I've already said that, so. I agree with you. Gift wrap that sucker if you want to call it that. Um, just make sure you cuff. I think Steelers will really like Snell. Snell could be a a big four. He he is kind of built, I think, size wise, the ideal size and 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 style that I think the Steelers could implement and use uh, between the tackles. And then I think they still use Samuel if Samuels if they they were going to take that approach. But don't sleep on on Benny Snell. And definitely make sure you have both or don't go down the road at all of Connor. All right. Uh, so I don't like Gurley at 2.04. Kelsey on paper deserves 2.04 value. But I'm telling you right now, the steal of 2019, if you're going with that thinking, I got to grab the best tight end. It's over here with George Kittle at 3.07. Guys, this guy can outscore or be as good as Kelsey in 2019. Kittle... Is, is getting taken a grip of picks later, and Kittle is the guy that I take in the third round half the time if he falls to me. Damian Williams, Kittle, and Pat Mahomes are my favorite third-round players to grab, and Kittle is the guy I take every time over, over Kelsey. So I don't like Kelsey's ADP at 2.04, even though it makes sense on paper. Uh, if you can grab Kelsey... If you can do some kind of creative trade where you're trading your third rounder or let's say you trade your fourth rounder up into the second by giving up like a six rounder, I do those kinds of trades all the time. Send a lot of offers and somebody will pull the trigger. But if you can send your fifth rounder up into the second, then I experiment with going Kelsey in the second because you no longer are missing that big gun that I think you need in order to have a really well-balanced team walking out of your draft. So if you take like a Camara, and I like to use Camara a lot, in my examples, because he's the rock solid. He's like almost in the center of the draft. He's a couple slots higher, but at that four pick. So if you have Kamara and you take Kelsey and you take Pat Mahomes with your third rounder, imagine this team, guys. You have Kamara, Kelsey, um, Pat Mahomes, and you move your fifth rounder into the second by giving up depth or whatever and get an Odell Beckham Jr. or get a Mike Evans. Mike Evans, Pat Mahomes, Kamara, and Kelsey would destroy any team. And all you have to do in that scenario is trade your fifth rounder into the second. Or, you know, maybe your fourth. You could probably get away with that with your fourth too. Fourth into second by giving up depth. 
that's gonna ha- that's gonna be how you win a league right there, pairing Pat Mahomes with with Kelsey, but you're still trading up to to kind of fill in that hole that you might create by taking Kelsey. So I like that. But Kittle for me, if let's say you don't do any trading at all, you get a Camara, you get a Mike Evans, you get a George Kittle, you get a Devonta Freeman type, or insert the player that you like if you don't like Freeman. That's an amazing start to a team, guys. An amazing start. And if you don't want Pat Mahomes in the third, uh. Because Kittle is a great third rounder, or Damian Williams. Any way you go, if you take Pat Mahomes, Kamara, Mike Evans in the second, Pat Mahomes in the third, Devonta Freeman, or let's say you go Kamara, Mike Evans, or Antonio Brown, whoever you think you could get in the second, and then instead of Mahomes, you take a uh, George Kittle or Damian Williams, you take an Aaron Rodgers in the fourth, or you take a Baker Mayfield in the fifth. Those are my approaches. I go with one of those QBs, though, probably eight times out of ten, unless somebody beats me to all three in the wrong set of circumstances. But you will see me owning Pat Mahomes in about 50 to 60% of my leagues in 2019. And I love that people hate it. I love it. Fuels me. Fuels me. I love the, the random comments I constantly get. They're like, Smitty, why would you take a QB early when there's so many good QB, like they don't look at any of my content. I have so much on this stuff, guys. If you, if you want to know why I'm doing it, watch my videos on why I take a QB early. In fact, I might need to make, instead of having that sprinkled into a lot of content, I might make one video on here's why you take Pat Mahomes in the third round. Uh, Evans and Hill or Evans and Thielen. Good call. Good question. I mean, uh, I think I wouldn't do that in a lot of leagues, but I'd go Hill in one of them in hopes and then grab Miko Hardman. If you grab Hill and you grab Hardman later, you're going to be okay. You would prefer Pat Mahomes and Kittle. Still getting Kelsey TDs uh, via Mahomes. Um, yeah, uh, Aaron Jones will not win your league, says Michael. I think he could do really well. Um Dalvin Cook in the second round, he's got a 2.05 ADP. Antonio Brown's got a 2.07 ADP. Damian Williams is a 2.07 ADP. I like all of those guys right there. Mike Evans, 2.08. Nick Chubb, amazing value at 2.09 if you handcuff him to Kareem Hunt. If you don't get Kareem Hunt, and I don't care what anybody says about rostering a player that's out half of a season. I don't care. Chubb is an aggressive runner with a big frame, with an injury history. Even if he's dominating, there's a high likelihood that he misses games in 2019. A higher likelihood he misses games in late 2019. It lines up perfectly. And if they're using him a ton while Hunt is out, that increases the odds of him potentially getting hurt. With the two together, you hit a home run with that 2.09 Nick Chubb value absolute home run top five to ten running back appeal if you don't land cream hunt you have yourself a top five to ten running back but for how long and so that makes him to me a third round player if you told me that i could not you were going to let's say hunt was kept for whatever weird reason or removed from the player pool i wouldn't draft uh nick chubb in the in the second round that's how much of a stark difference it is for me but i love nick chubb if you compare him I don't like Thielen at 2.11 at all. They're going to pass a lot less in 2019. They're going to run a lot through Cook. That offense already showed us that at the end of 2018 when they test drove the the scheme through the end of the year where Dalvin Cook returned to form at times and we saw uh, Thielen drop off a ton. 
So I don't like that value whatsoever. I don't like T.Y. Hilton as your second drafted player. I know he's always overlooked, but he he just anytime anytime I mock draft with T.Y. Hilton as my second drafted player, I want to throw up when I walk out of my draft because my team is so thin. Same thing with Fournette. Same thing with Keenan Allen as a second drafted player. Keenan Allen's okay as you get toward the middle of the third round, later third round. But if you draft Allen, Thielen, or Hilton as your second drafted player, I walk out of my draft or my mock draft and I don't, I just want to throw up. It just, it's too thin. Amari Cooper, 3.04 is okay. Devonta Freeman's getting really high at, at 3.03, but the funny part is, even though ADP is suggesting he's going in the top of the third, I find him in the fourth round all the time in drafts that I do, all the time. Fournette over Chubb, for me, no way, not for me. Uh, you guys don't trust the running backs, or you don't trust the running backs? Okay, so let's go here down the list. So I love Mahomes at 3.05. Complete home run. Uh, Again, find my content on why I draft a QB early. I'll give you it in a one to two sentence thing here. It's all about what you project. If you project Pat Mahomes to throw for just 38 touchdowns, then why in the hell would you take him in the third round when you can take a Rodgers in the fourth or whoever, Luck in the fifth, sixth? Why would you do it? It would be idiotic of you to do it. It's all about your projection. So when you tell someone they're, they're taking a QB too early because you don't project what that person projects. So go do what you want to do. Drafting a QB late is okay. I, I will do that in a couple of my leagues and I love it. And you can build a winning team. You can also build a winning team by drafting the guy here at Pat Mahomes at 3.05 that can outscore every single player in fantasy football by a lot. And you can take that player in the third round. Why? Because people constantly say over and over, regurgitating the same information, that if you take a QB early, you're making a grave mistake. I disagree 1,000%. In fact, 10,000%. Why? Because who you can draft with that pick where people are taking their QB can rival the players in this very shady third round where you're taking guys like, uh, I like Amari Cooper, I like A.J. Green, but you can't tell me that a Calvin Ridley later can't rival their numbers. You can't. They can't. And if you land your sixth round pick or your fifth round pick, wherever that person's telling you that they wouldn't take a QB early, wherever they're taking their QB, if your wide receiver or running back, your comparable player, comes close to or equal to the player they take here in the third round, then you completely annihilate that two for two comparison. It's all about your projection. I project Pat Mahomes to throw for 40 to 45 TDs run for an additional 4 to 6, so he's going to have 45 to 50 TDs in 2019, even without Tyreek Hill for half a season. Meikle Hardman is going to be a stud. Travis Kelsey, Damian Williams, Sammy Watkins, Meikle Hardman, still better options than most teams have by a lot. And look at Drew Brees. Drew Brees has Mike Thomas. He has Alvin Kamara. Very comparable, I think, with Damian Williams, Kelsey, Watkins, Meikle Hardman, potentially half a season with Tyreek Hill. Look at Watson. He doesn't have better options than Pat Mahomes without Tyreek Hill. And Andrew Luck doesn't have better options without Tyreek Hill when you compare him to Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes still has some of the best options in the NFL, even if you rip Tyreek Hill from the roster, which is something that I think people forget and lose sight of because they just focus on, oh, we're losing Tyreek Hill. So that's my rant 
I said it'd be one to two sentences. Obviously, I didn't stick to the <laughs> to the plan there. Uh, okay, so Pat Mahomes. I don't know that I love Marlon Mack at 3.06. Um, I like AJ Green kind of at 3.06, but he's falling to like 4.01. Kittle, I love at 3.07 and 3.08. Jacobs, um, not uh, not a huge fan of that. Let me drag this over and let me see if I can drag one more ADP onto screen. So this would be the next uh, list of players. We'll go through this real quickly, and then I'm going to jump off. Uh, we got 50 people in the room, only 28 likes. So please hit that thumbs up. It really helps the channel. Helps me produce more content. If you guys want to see this show, like on a, t a 10 to 2 daily, I want to dominate and take over fantasy football in terms of video. And you guys are here in the ground floor. In four and a half months, we've climbed from zero to 1.3 thousand subscribers. In that short period of time, I haven't seen, and I look at all the fantasy football channels out there, we've grown faster than anybody that I've seen in that short period of time when we've just launched. Huge response. You guys make the show. You guys spreading the word is why we've grown. And your involvement in the interaction is what makes the channel amazing. Thank you. Thumbs up just rolled in. 50 people in the room. 32 thumbs up. Please hit it. Let's, let's get those more even. Um, so we're going over ADP if you just joined us. I've gone through, uh, thanks guys. I've gone through the first, you know, three rounds, essentially. We're going to do the tail end of the third round over here. If you missed anything, please watch the replay. Uh, I'm going over the guys I like and the guys I don't like. Uh, you smacked it. Thanks for playing. Playing playing with gaming. Uh, Aaron Jones, I love at 3.10. Slim, uh, you're still there. I'm going to move him up here soon, so don't worry about that. Might even see him on a list or two. Not sure, so... Uh, it's a good time to talk about it and bring it up, Slim. But I love Aaron Jones at 3.10. That's almost fourth drafted player. He could be a top five to ten running back. He's bolted up. He's going to stay healthy. I love Aaron Jones in 2019. Carry on Johnson has top ten running back appeal in that Detroit Lions offense, which is going to run, 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 do a lot of the things they did with Marshawn Lynch back in the day. They're going to deploy and implement here in Detroit. They're not going to throw as much. I think Kenny Galladay will still get his. But I think that we're looking at a potential top 10, at least top 12 running back season out of Kerryon Johnson if he stays healthy and on the field. Um, we'll see how that, that works out. Let's see here. Let me make this a little smaller. Okay, Diggs is okay at 3.11. I think it just like I talked about earlier, if you draft Diggs as your third drafted player, you oftentimes walk out of your draft a little bit disappointed. Um, with the balance, with the feel, the overall feel, and the power that, that that roster might have. Same thing with Julian Edelman at 4.01. Way too high for me. I'm not taking Edelman anywhere near my fourth drafted player. Would I consider him later? Yes, was he productive, but he's injury prone like crazy. I don't see Edelman holding his value at fourth round value. I don't see it at all. I like Derrick Henry at 4.01 because he has top 10 running back appeal. The risk is built in given he's your fourth drafted player. He can disappoint a little bit. He can have a slow start. He can hit uh, an injury uh, you know, issue for one or two, three weeks and, and miss time and still earn that value. Um, but I think that uh, that's pretty safe and built in. Brandon Cooks I like a lot at 4.04. David Montgomery's a steal at 4.04. He's potentially a top 25 overall player in 2019, David Montgomery. Maybe higher. So if that value holds, that's a monster fourth-round steal that you can take into every single one of your drafts as the fourth round gets very thin. Uh, I think I mentioned Cooks I like. 
Philip Lindsay's very good there. He could be a borderline 10 to 14 running back in 2019. Um, you can cuff him pretty easily too to Freeman. So that's a pretty good pick. Robert Woods I like in the fourth, the mid fourth. Tyreek Hill is very interesting. I wouldn't take him in every league that you have with a fourth round pick where you're you're looking to to grab a, a guy that can hit a home run and win your league. But in one or two leagues, I would love to have Tyreek Hill shares at that value because I think if you pair him and cuff him to Mecole Harmon later, you're going to go nuts. Uh, Mark Ingram, I like a lot at 4.08. I think he could be a top 8 to 14, maybe more like a top 11 to 15 running back. Uh, and people are forgetting how good he could be in 2019, and they're going to feed him a ton. Kenny Galladay, I like a lot at 4.08. Luck is decent at 4.10, but you can get him in the fifth a lot of time. Sony Michelle, I'm not going near. I'd rather take Damian Harris, who I think is better fit for that offense. And Michelle has bad knees. There was even worry about him being close to bone-on-bone bone in one of his knees. I don't know how accurate that was, but that was in the draft, and that's why he dropped. So Michelle's got some huge uh, knee and injury risk. And I think Damian Harris is one of the biggest deals in 2019 drafts because in a redraft in a yearly league draft Harris can be grabbed like in almost the non-existent territory and he could be a starting running back for a string of games in 2019 so make sure you grab him guys sorry I'm trying to roll through this I, I probably missed some questions but I'll try and look back real quick before I jump off uh Cooper Cup at 4.11, I'm not touching he just went in the top of the fourth I think in our in our throne league on Instagram and uh, I, I'm just not going to touch him as my fourth drafted player. Coming back from ACL injury, you usually need a full year of playing on the ACL before you're really back to form. Yes, more so with running backs, less so with wide receivers, and more or less so with QBs. But Cup is a very injury-prone guy to begin with. There's a lot of mouse to feed in, uh, in that Rams offense. And Woods kind of grabbed some target share and trust in Goff last year. So for me, I'm not going near Cooper Cup. I don't care how productive he was in his short stint when he was getting hurt. And he, he can't stay healthy. So for me, I'm not going near it. Kenyon Drake, I don't know where this came from at 5.01. He has upside, but not as like almost your fourth drafted player. I wouldn't touch him. Calvin Ridley is climbing pretty high. I'm not happy about that because I wanted him more as a six-round six round player. But I'd still grab Ridley because things thin out. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a steal at 5.05. Lockett is okay, but I think I stay away from him. I'd rather have a Ridley. I'd rather have Ridley over Cup, over Lockett, over Michelle. Ridley and Galladay are pretty close. Um, Woods and those guys are pretty close. So Ridley has the potential to climb up into really that uh, top 40, top 35 to 40 overall. I really think Ridley's going to be that good. Calvin Ridley will be the Juju Smith-Schuster that we're talking about heading into next year. So once the year's over, we've seen him shine. He sprinkles those huge games on us all year long, uh, sporadically throughout the year. Uh, and if, if Julio goes down at all, we're going to watch him get spoon-fed and watch him mature really fast. So Calvin Ridley should be owned in Dynasty. Go after that guy before he explodes and becomes the next Juju Smith-Schuster. I uh, get the wrong feeling with Damian Williams, says Sand. Uh, Nagy views DeMont as an every down back. De David Montgomery is a really good top 25 overall player, and that's reaching to some, but I don't think so. I think his potential is a lot higher than top 25. So if you can get him in the 25 to 30 range, you're, you're striking potential gold in David Montgomery. 
Don't sleep on Daryl Henderson in the, I don't know, sixth round range because even if you're passing on a guy that's a potential starter, are you really passing on a guy that's going to make a difference for you winning your league? When you, this is my last thing, and then I'm going to jump, guys. My my urge, I urge you this: if you are in your league and you're sitting at a point where you're teeter tottering between a guy that could do okay. Maybe a guy a round or two later could even fill a spot. Maybe you draft this guy and the guy in the next round you start over him. If you even get close to that range, draft Daryl Henderson in that spot. That's when you know to shift gears and take a guy that can hit a home run and win your league. Don't be talking about, oh, well, this guy could start for me. You know, I like Dante Pettis, but I'd take Daryl Henderson over Pettis 100 times out of 100 because Pettis is going to be good. He'll fill a spot, but Daryl Henderson could win you a league. He's the best grab in the six and a half round plus range that there is, even though that's early, even though that's in territory where you're drafting guys who may be starting still in your last like wide receiver or flex spot. I don't care. Again, ask that question. Can the player I'm passing on for Henderson win me my league? If the answer is no, if it's a fill-in player, if it's a decent player, then that's when you know to grab Henderson. It looks like uh, another selection went in the Throne League. Uh, let me pull up that draft selection and tell you who went. I don't know if you guys are following in the Throne League, but uh, actually I don't have it in front of me. But it's where you guys, the followers of the Fantasy Football Show, draft my team. And I take that team, the team that you pick for me, into battle on a weekly basis against 11 other expert channels that I picked out. Some of the best, uh, highest volume, most followers on Instagram. A couple of the accounts are near the 100,000 range. Their followers drafted their team, and that expert's going to go to war with that team. You guys, the Fantasy Football Show family, Smittyville, a.k.a. Team Smitty. We have a lot of different names out there. You guys drafted my team, and I take it into battle with you. We go over hard waiver wire pickups. Any trades that come in, I'm going to run by you guys. You help me run the team. Love Smitty, but he's wrong about Edelman. Well, Michael, we'll find out because guess what? Nobody's wrong yet. Nothing's happened. And uh, he's very injury prone. So I think it's pretty hard to say that I'm wrong about him already. But I appreciate you too. I'm taking really as my 4.1. I don't care if it's a reach. I like the way you're thinking fantasy. Don't listen to other people. Just make sure there's not, he's the best player available. If he's not the best player, player available yet, then you're you know don't pass on that just because you want him. But, you know, he could be that good. 4.01, you're talking about... Derrick Henry, Stephon Diggs, Kerryon Johnson, Aaron. If Aaron Jones is there, I grab him. If Montgomery's there, I grab him. Uh, you know, potentially grab Hill or Ingram, but I think Ridley is getting close around that range after those guys are gone. Make sure Kittle's not there. Make sure you're not passing on, uh, you know, a Pat Mahomes or something like that. So um, get on over to Instagram, and I have another announcement here. I'm giving away a free lifetime membership to SleeperU.com. How? Submit a four to six second video clip of you doing something to promote the Fantasy Football Show Instagram handle or just you, you can just yell the Fantasy Football Show or yell sleeperu.com and the Fantasy Football Show and try to get Fantasy Football thrown in there too. But I've had some amazing entries where one lady walked into a uh, food court at a mall and yelled Fantasy Football Throne, the Fantasy Football Show sleeperu.com yelled that crap real loud in a, in a mall at another guy make this metal sign with this like you know carving machine that's like you know etching it out 
another person went into a, like a dentist office or something and asked the dentist person where the fantasy football show was. Could they give directions to the show? Where's the show? Smittyville. Do you guys know where Smittyville is? Um, so anyway, what's up, Terrence? Okay, Terrence, happy Father. Oh, happy Father's Day to all you guys. They didn't say that to kick it off. Um, if you're a father, happy Father's Day. Uh, Nikhil Harry is going to eat. Damn straight, Sand. Nikhil Harry will eat. So please submit your 4 to 10 second video clip of you promoting the fantasy football show verbally, on a sign, stand on a street corner, write it on your forehead, go to a restaurant and order the fantasy football steak and see what the, the waiter says. You guys get creative. Go through a drive through whatever. Film it. Send me the 4 to 6 second clip. I'll put it up for a vote. If you win it, you're going to get a lifetime subscription to sleeperu.com. If you don't win and I love it, I'm still going to reward you somehow. So enter that contest. Email me. Go to sleeperu.com. Email me the video clip through the contact form or just email me and let you let me know. Or send it to me. Post it on Instagram. Send me the link. Uh, but Michael, can you enter, Michael? Enter something amazing. And you can win a lifetime, not just a membership, a lifetime. And if I really love it, I'll still give you a 2019 membership, Michael, if I like your entry. All right, guys. Happy Father's Day. Appreciate you. Uh, subscribe if you haven't. Follow uh, on Instagram at the Fantasy Football Show and get on this next pick. We're going to be up probably tomorrow afternoon. We'll be on the clock, and I need your help to vote on who we're going to take. We're in the fourth round. The team we have so far is Pat Mahomes, who we took in the third as a group. Uh, we took Dalvin Cook in the second round, and we took Alvin Kamara in the first round. So a very Smitty-like team because we all think of like, and you guys are definitely drafting with the style that I deploy. But Mahomes, Kamara, Dalvin Cook, oh, I couldn't be happier. I would have been okay with Mike Evans instead of Dalvin Cook. Um, Kittle didn't fall to us. I would have loved Kittle or Damian Williams. Both of those guys were gone, so we took Mahomes instead of, of uh, or we took Dalvin Cook instead of uh, Mike Evans. That was a thought. We were on the fence about that. But as a group, we voted. That's what we came up with. You guys can help me draft my team. It's our team, and we take it into battle weekly. Get out, get on over to Instagram.com slash The Fantasy Football Show. Smitty, the best. Thank you, Slim. Uh, look for that bold prediction later. It's going to drop a little later than I thought today because of Father's Day. So, um, All right, guys. Thank you. Subscribe. Follow. Uh, get some. And uh, definitely share and tell people about this show. It's going to make us grow. Thank you. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Show. Coach!